the wants and needs of the consumer change, the role of conversational advertising allows for better engagement, two-way conversations and ultimately puts the user experience front and centre. On this week's episode of the Life in Digital podcast, Ed Steer is joined by Stefan Svadberg, founder and CEO of Kavai, a conversational advertising platform which allows for more captive and valuable ad experiences on display, mobile and video. From developing their conversational platform for consumers to better engage with brands, to playing a key role within governments in order to keep people informed and updated on the pandemic, Ed and Stefan cover how Kavai have capitalised on the opportunities the uncertainties throughout the last year have presented. I hope you'll enjoy. Today I'm really excited to be joined by Stefan Sparkberg um, from Kavai. Stefan, thanks so much for joining us. I know you've got an exciting afternoon um, ahead of you, um, which I'm looking forward to hearing more about. Um, yeah, it'd be great if you could introduce uh, yourself and Kavai, and I'm particularly interested to know about you and Tommy and how you founded the company and got, got started. Yeah, thank you. We've been working in ad tech, me and Tommy, my co-founder for the past, I've been working in ad tech the past 10 years and he's been working the past uh, seven, eight years. So uh, back in 2017, um, obviously GDPR was a big thing. So yes, I remember. Talk of the town, everyone wanted to understand what would happen. We had the uh, Armageddon date, 26th of May, and, and uh, a lot of anticipation in terms of what uh, would happen. So uh, going back a bit, we started looking uh, into building a company uh, September 2017. And then uh, we, we kind of looked into what, how will the, the next decade look like? And obviously privacy was a huge thing. Uh, and then uh, Peter Field and IPA Institute, they had this huge roadshow going across all Europe and showing how effectiveness on, uh, within advertising online is, is dropping quite dramatically. Yeah. Um, so we kind of picked up, okay, one uh, big trend is, is privacy. And then the second uh, part is that online effectiveness is dropping uh, while we, we've never had so much technology available uh, mm-hmm. at hand to do campaigns. So we have self-driving cars, we have people on the moon, but we're not able to pull, uh, pull people to our brands online. So we thought it was an opportunity to build a, an advertising platform that's, uh, that doesn't, uh, base, that's not based on uh, personal data. So yep. uh, we uh, initially, or uh, until now as well, we, we don't collect cookies or uh, any tracking at all, actually. We wanted to create a, a safe haven for, for brands that we don't give a shit about personal data, to be quite frank. Yeah. Uh, uh, but we value users' privacy and we believe for big brands, the most important ingredient in, in an online campaign is creativity and the user experience. It needs, we need to more, uh, invest more uh, into the user experience of, uh, of online advertising to really succeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was kind of like the basis. And then also, if you kind of look track back 20 years of uh, online advertising or 25 years, um, all the investments in online advertising has been related to the back end. So it's been uh, data infrastructure, uh, media buying efficiency, uh, and uh, grouping supply uh, chains or publishers in general. But now we have massive platforms as well. Uh, but very little has been spent on, on how you and me as consumers um, experience the ad. So we thought so oh, this could be an, a good opportunity for us to, uh, to, to, to break into the industry with our own platform. Um, so that's kind of like the, the, that was the basis. And then uh, it, 
the two mega trends or, or, or the two important pillars of Kauai is privacy and user experience. And then obviously back in 2017 and 18, a lot of talk was also related to chatbots. It's still a huge trend. And, and I would say a lot of brands invested a lot of money and time into building chatbots from a customer service perspective on their own site. Maybe this could be a good and a bit more respectful way of advertising programmatically as well. So mm -hmm. uh, we kind of meshed the two together, chatbots, programmatic, and then we, re we uh, renamed it to, to conversational advertising, which is our internal term for it. So that was back in, in 2017, early 2018. So then we spent like two and a half or one and a half years developing the, the technology and product together with uh, leading uh, online advertising researchers, uh, which yeah. later became our CTO as well, which is uh, Mikko Kotila. Uh, he wrote one of the first research papers on ad fraud. Uh, so it, it would be an interesting way of doing advertising because also this has an element of removing the fraud because you don't have software that can replicate human um, conversations. So yeah, uh, uh, fast forward three years from, from that, we're, we're now in 11 markets, uh, three continents, uh, 54 people. Primarily, we work with uh, media, aid, media agencies, creative agencies, brands, and we also do work with some uh, publishers uh, where they build products based upon our uh, conversational cloud. So from a, from a supply point of view, what, what, what is the supply partners to have the conversational cloud? Where does the supply element come from? So uh, at the moment, uh, you can build conversational ads in our uh, cloud uh, and okay. push it programmatically in standard IOB formats. So we can fill yeah. any square on the internet with a conversation between a brand and a consumer. Uh, then secondly, we also look at, okay, what's an, uh, a natural way of receiving a conversation? And if you look at uh, our uh, the user behavior on the internet, if, you if you're sitting on a desktop, a lot of the communication is related to the downright corner. Yeah. Emails, Facebook, everything is... Notifications. It's happening in, in, in the right corner. So uh, we've developed some custom formats that publishers can implement uh, where we yeah. feel uh, uh, it's, it feels more natural to have a conversation because that's where you talk to your friends, your colleagues, and so on. And mm -hmm. you might want to talk to a, a premium brand. And we do the same thing on, on mobile, where we have a custom uh, format, which we just internally call the bubble. It's a nice word to say, but it, it's basically a bubble that mimics how a, a, a chatbot looks on your own homepage, but it works as an advertising unit across publisher sites. And I'm interested to know, your 11 offices now across three continents, how much of that growth happened during COVID? So, uh, yeah, good questions. Uh, we entered the year last year with 14 people. So that was 50% wow. sales support and then 50% uh, uh, tech. And then when just before COVID hit, that was, uh, we received a lot of investment as well. So we were quite lucky. Um, so um, we were 14 people then. We had a kickoff in Helsinki where our development and, or, or R&D sits in mm -hmm. Helsinki. Uh, and from December 2019 to uh, January 2020, we, we went from seven to 14. So that was quite, quite huge. Everyone. Yeah, 100%. Up. Yeah. It's like, wow, uh, what's, the, what's the restaurant bill going to uh, amount to now? <laughs> uh, it's, a, it's a new day. Um, but then, um, then COVID hit uh, and um, we had a lot of amazing talent in the pipeline. 
and obviously as everyone else we we didn't know what would happen or or how it would uh, would affect our business uh, as well we were lucky to get funding from from uh, these local norwegian vcs uh, one of them is also the government okay um, that uh, is long in terms of our vision so we kind of decided that this is an amazing opportunity to start hiring people and also onboard people and uh, we'll figure it out in terms of how the, the market responds uh, post-COVID. And, and obviously, the first, I would say the first month was amazing because we got a lot of governments who wanted to create conversational ads to talk about what's happening in each country, what's happening in my, my county, my city, and so on. Can I go to work? Yes, no. And, and, and how is the lockdown impacting me? So we saw a lot of growth due to COVID uh, and uh, that obviously gave us, uh, that was uh, gasoline on the fire. So we, yeah, we started totally. kind of, in all the uncertainties, someone is going to be opportunistic and we chose to be opportunistic because amazing talent available or, uh, yeah, and you probably see this as well. Uh, it's been a lot of uh, amazing people that's been looking for the next gig during this time. Last year, I mean, it's such an incredible story and it sounds like, the funding and, and you know and the ambition and the tech was all in place but yeah last year was like no other year for picking up talent and actually already uh, we've really seen that turn again so it's very hard to find agency salespeople, programmatic traders data yeah. products um but 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 last year there was just amazing talent on the market and um it's so great that you were able to hire them and, and give people a opportunity as well so yeah i can really see that and that's really fascinating so that demand you had demand from governments and clients in April, May, and June last year. Yeah. Yeah, because that's the period where display in particular, you know, really yeah. was very, very, very depressed. So yeah. that was really bucking the trend. And what about, um, so you're a startup, you've grown really quickly, you've got the funding, and then you start hiring people all around the world remotely. Uh, yeah. were, you, were you set up for remote onboarding? Was that already something that you were doing? Um, or did you have to work that out? Yeah. I, I, the first year of Kavai, uh, we I worked from my kitchen table where I'm sitting right now. Uh, so nice. I would say me and Tommy we were quite used to being remote. Uh, yeah. And from the get go, we I would say we're a North Finnish company, so half Norwegian, half Finnish. Uh, mm-hmm. We're kind of used to the the remote setup, and also I'm, I, I've worked in ad tech for for ten years, and usually in remote offices. So usually your colleagues are in Stockholm, London. So the, the Skype or Zoom thing, or what became Zoom, uh, uh, isn't that uh, that unusual. But obviously, um, uh, we made an investment in January uh, 2020, which was HR. And she saw this, her name, and she's been absolutely amazing in, in pulling this uh, together. Because I think HR and human resources in general... It's been the most critical position in our company and, and also in our scaling of the business to kind of pull it all together. Because obviously, as, when you're a startup, you need to provide sales to, to satisfy investors in terms of traction. Yeah, tech teams and product teams, they need to hit deadlines on, uh, on releases. And then obviously, uh, customer support needs to make everything happen in terms of troubleshooting it, uh, launching new stuff online, you will always have a risk of something uh, effing up. Uh, yeah. So you need, so everyone is extremely focused and then kind of pulling all that together. Uh, that's, uh, that, that's been a huge success factor for, for us. I would love to come on to culture, but just that process of scaling that quickly, different regions remotely. What's, yeah. what, yeah, what, what's it been like? 
it's I would say all in all, it's gone really well. We do uh, we just got our NPS score uh, yesterday. It was seventy six. So I would say that's quite good. Uh, Is that an internal one or an external? Internal one. Internal, yeah, yeah. It's good. I think our core principles in the company is fun, fast and simple. And I think also in terms of the recruitment process, we have, I would say Kavai consists of, consists of a lot of people that's either work together from different markets or mm -hmm. with partners, integrations, ad tech integrations or client side, client vendor relationships. So, it's uh, it's uh, especially on the sales uh, part of it or the commercial side of the business. We, it's uh, a lot of people that's known each other for multiple years. Maybe not worked mm -hmm. together, but done business or met in in the UK or in Cannes or or whatever. Uh, so we kind of had a, a good hypothesis on on the cultural cultural fit with the people that would join. Yeah, which is so key at the beginning of a business. Yeah, it's it, it's it's make or break. So I think in that sense, it's in that sense it's been quite interesting. And on the tech and product side, we've onboarded a lot of people that has uh, our CTO obviously has a lot of experience in uh, online advertising. But a lot of the people that's joined in in terms of developers, they this is their first advertising technology gig. Uh, and I think for developers, they usually hate advertising online. Uh, yeah. That's that's no secret. But once they get to see the magnitude of ad tech and how big it is, because if you take, take away fintech, ad tech is on top in terms of data processing and the, the complexity of the ecosystem. You read the uh, numbers and it's incredible, like the amount of impressions that are served per millisecond like, and what's happening around the world in ad tech. It, it's insane. It's, it, it's really insane. And, and, our, and, and the task for our, our developers, it needs to load as fast in Helsinki or in Norway. Uh, as it would do in Uruguay, uh, because mm -hmm. we do work with global clients. From that challenge perspective, it's been quite interesting for them as well. Um, and yeah, I think we have, we have onboarded over 40 people online, um, which has been uh, uh, weird, but what fun. Yeah, and so I was going to say, so fun is the first value, which is one I love, and work should be fun. And you know, when work is a meaningful pursuit and it's got you know purpose to it and it's enjoyable, then it's you know becomes a passion project, and that's so so key for building cool stuff. Um, how have you done the fun bit remotely? Because I think when I speak to businesses, that's what that's what most people have struggled with. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's difficult because you can't force fun either. Uh, if you force fun, it's not fun. It's, it's not fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We 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 learned that. We we did what most businesses did, which like all the Zoom calls and the games and the quizzes, and then we realised yeah. after a few months of that, it was forced fun and retreated quickly. For your experience, what what's the fun bit been like, and what what what's been some of the things that have gone really well? I think uh, the luxury of being a startup is that we don't have legacy products. We, we're creating something new. So obviously the day is something new and that's something that tangible you can see. So yes. we create a new integration with Facebook. It's something that's live on the internet. You can go and see it. That creates some sort of sat satisfaction. Uh, I think the, uh, the measures we've taken is that uh, obviously all hands is, is super important for us or town hall meetings. Mm -hmm. uh, where we try not to focus too much on numbers and, and sales, but uh, focus on, uh, we have yoga sessions, we have uh, singing, we have comedy, we have magic shows, or today we're doing wine tasting. To kind of mix it up a bit, because sitting alone at home, you need to do something 
completely different to really grab the attention. And then obviously yeah. we'll talk a bit about sales uh, and the product development and so on, but the focus is, is fun. Um, uh, we also done the, I think most companies have like poker nights, beer nights, uh, Christmas parties yeah. and so on. Is it your HR person who's responsible for generating these ideas? Uh, yeah, I think we're a, we're a group that tries to contribute in terms of uh, how it uh, how we can play it out because it's it's uh, it's a lot of effort going into it. Mm. Uh, okay. We've also hired fake actors to to join the company. Uh, so tell me about tell me about that. How does that how does that work? Uh, so we had before the Christmas party in December, uh, we decided that we. Everyone, it was a dark, it's a dark period in the Nordics. So we we thought, okay, let's let's do a prank. Let's do a good old school prank. So we <laughs> we, we kind of launched this new position that we didn't post anywhere. Uh, senior vice president of partnerships, uh, and we hired this seventy-year-old uh, Danish actor to play the role of the senior vice president of partnerships. <laughs> Uh, and his job was to be obnoxious, arrogant, uh, talk when other people talked on, 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 on Zoom for four full days. We did this onboarding over four days. So he met everyone at the company at the team. and, and uh, pronounced the people's names wrong deliberately. Uh, and then uh, during the Christmas party, we revealed or he revealed himself as... Um, uh, as an actor uh, with this uh, grand uh, finale. Uh, finale. That's great. What, what feedback were you getting whilst he was in that four-day period? Was anyone yeah, I saying? Was, I was getting so many Slack messages. <laughs> to who, you directly? Yeah, like, who is this guy? He's not meeting anyone of our partner <laughs> each market. And everyone hated him, uh, quite intense. Uh, we named him Kurt York. Uh, so it's uh, every time someone new starts now and we introduce them, people are a bit like, eh, I don't know if this is... <laughs> Couldn't find him on LinkedIn. And, and, uh, and then you had a couple of who, who kind of says that they didn't get tricked, but they got really tricked. Uh, so it was fun. Uh, so it was a cool. good time. I think that's incredible because so much of the fun stuff around work is actually the distraction, isn't it? If you're having... Um, no, a great day and you're building stuff and working very intensely having a distraction and an interjection of fun is really important and I think that's what people have missed at home um, yeah. just those random those random moments I mean I don't know I'm sure your diary is similar but I go from like scheduled call to scheduled call to scheduled call I almost freak out if my phone rings I'm almost like do I answer it like yeah. what, what why is someone ringing me yeah. um, so having that distraction and that like healthy disruption today is, is really nice to bring back some of those office office moments yeah because in the office you, you do usually have a lot of it's a fun industry filled with enthusiastic outgoing uh, very curious people that loves to to interact with other people so when we're sitting alone then obviously that's that's a, i think it's a huge task for us especially this industry which is the creatively driven industry uh, so finding ways to, to have fun is, is obviously difficult over a Zoom and it doesn't replace the physical element of having fun together and singing or whatever it is. But uh, putting some, some effort in, uh, it's been a very big pile for us to find ways on how we can uh, do fun, fun things and use Slack and Zoom to kind of uh, create some sort of culture. And then obviously everyone is waiting to get on a plane and meet up yeah uh, and we have zero churn in the company so far so it, it's looking good 
Wow, that's incredible. And actually, the, the, the word I really hear there is um, it's putting in the effort. And what really comes across to me as an outsider, and I'm sure to your team, is that the effort's going in and people want to feel valued and sending things to people's houses and taking time to consider meaningful engagements must must sit really, really well. What, yeah. what about um, getting that culture across to clients? Have you found you're able to transmit those values to people who are dealing with the business? If it, the, the, the fun, fast and simple principles we have, it's related to everything we do. So it's, it's product, yeah. sales, it's customer support, it's technology, and also investor relations. It needs to be yeah. fun uh, in terms of uh, the ads we, we present to consumers, needs to be fun and engaging. Uh, it needs to be fun to, to have a meeting with the Kavai sales reps that we add uh, some value in terms of that we do some creative work before or we have uh, done some research that might relate to the brand and, and enhance the overall online experience. We, we, we focus a lot on those principles and, and how we can apply that both internally but also externally. The cultural aspect is obviously a huge selling point when you're running a business because sometimes they just want to meet the vendor because it seems like they're so jolly and they're so fun to be around. Or And I hope we are, we are perceived uh, as that as well, uh, but now on video. But obviously it, it, it's difficult, but I think we've done a, a, a good job. Uh, we, we enter competitions, so we have more of a, like a team collaboration uh, thing going on. Last week was Madfest that we joined. We created a video or made our own little video app. Uh, for the client it was a fun experience that day and an even more fun for the whole company when we showed it to Walgreens and we ended up winning the, the pitch. Yeah, I yeah. snuck this in, but I had to. Uh, and uh, uh, so I think, um, yeah, I think the clients notice it, but I think also clients right now, uh, like you said, it's our, our days now is so agenda driven. Yeah. It's, it's boom, 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 boom. Uh, so it's difficult to kind of notice everything. Um, from vendors as well because you just want to get the job done but sometimes yeah. you need to kind of like spend 10 minutes on like how are things going and not talk about covid you, you may not be able to answer this but any chat in the business around how people can safely return to offices in different regions have you started to look at look at those sorts of um, things yet yeah we've tried to but it's so difficult because different governments have different guidelines yeah every week so now for example in the nordics i think the same in, in the uk you ha we have some issues with one of the vaccines so it's putting a lot of things on hold uh so it's it's very erratic so it's really difficult to plan for i think though um we have a good setup now and uh i think we can push it to august but then we need to start meeting each other if i look to reflect back on where we got things a bit wrong at Sphere. I think in Q3, we were so focused on how do we get back into the office to reform, but we weren't really focused on how do we do the brilliant things we do in the office remotely. So we yeah. just, six months into the pandemic, once we'd got through the choppier waters, we stopped and said, this isn't about coming back into the office. This is about being a brilliant remote business. It's so out of our hands what, what happens with COVID and what the government, government uh, you know, policies and, and, and guidelines are. We're a startup, right? You're an established business. So, so we, we get to be a bit more naive. We get to, we don't have like huge existing client relationships. We're building them. Mm -hmm. uh, and and uh, we're building the workflow basically. And that's been our job since uh, January, uh, 2020, when we kind of had a full blown platform going out to the market. So you, you, you get the luxury of just uh, focusing on, on other parts because you're, you're building workflow uh, related yeah. to clients and so on. 
you mentioned creativity and one of the things I'm loving within ad tech at the moment is this resurgence of creativity and we really can see that from what we're all reading and hearing um, future project projections uh, the next few years of ad tech what do you think is what do you think is in store if you look at 90s you had shitloads of search engines consolidate uh, so social consolidation uh, DSPs consolidation ad servers cons consolidation uh, SSPs Consolidation. It's very few big SSPs right now serving the there publisher is, yeah. community. Uh, but uh, at the moment, we have this boom, a massive amount of uh, interesting uh, creative tech that's uh, coming out. And, uh, and it's also a bit forced because data is slightly losing its yeah. importance. Oh, suddenly we need to be creative again. Uh, so it's this boom of uh, interesting companies that's coming uh, with new takes on, on online advertising and also very user-centric, uh, which is good. This is good for the open internet. Uh, I think for the next couple of years, uh, we will see uh, a quicker consolidation than we probably saw on the DSP and SSP side, which took 10, 15 years. Uh, while on the creative tech right now, we see a lot of point solutions. So I think these point solutions are amazing, but it needs to consolidate somewhere. Uh, into a stack. Uh, into a stack. And that's uh, our long-term goal is obviously to, to consolidate a lot of the creative um, experience between a consumer mm -hmm. brand into our platform. And I think for, for brands and agencies as well, this is just the history repeating itself. Uh, you need, um, at some, to, to some extent, creativity will be workflow efficiency as well, like any other. Yeah. Uh, and then you, you can't call up 10, 15 different vendors that's really good on one thing. You need efficiency, but you need the creativity needs to be uh, world class. And for Alvin, just from, from the campaigns you're running, what do you think is the main benefit to brands and advertisers within the conversational advertising platform? Good question. So I think uh, number one, uh, it lowers the barrier between uh, a consumer and brand because obviously when you're going to the Guardian, you're you're there to read content about the Guardian, and you might be some. Uh, you read a sports article, and then you have some uh, contextually relevant brand that's uh, advertising there. You get mm -hmm. to speak with the brand before you click through because most mm -hmm. people don't want to click. They, uh, that's why we have 0, 0.0 something or clicking ads. Uh, you get to have a conversation and kind of pre-qualify the brand and also pre-qualify the, the offer they have about uh, that they want to, to obviously sell you. Uh, so we see uh, uh, the traffic we bring to brands are, are high, highly engaged and, and they convert a lot. So mm -hmm. I would say that, uh, and, and looking at the long-term metrics, I think being polite, which is a bit fluffy to say, but still polite is a good way of doing things in the real world. And I think doing uh, a, polite, a polite approach to consumers online also will have a long-term effect on the brand liking, favorability, and so on. You always remember, from an experience point of view, really great service. I've read yeah. a few articles online recently saying you know, brands spend so much money um, on um, you know incredible stores and um, creating this brand experience, but yeah. in, in the digital world they they don't consider that in the same way. And then the conversation, the element of conversation, there's so much money invested in uh, attracting new customers, but the, the the retention piece from just like great customer service is 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 is, is, is not there in many D 2 C environments. And you know I will always remember amazing service, and I will always yeah. remember really bad service. And for me, yeah. uh, your kind of fun, fast, simple is like a, an amazing um, three values. I, I love them because you want experiences to be good. You want things to be quick and you want it to be straightforward. So yeah, yeah. I can really, really see that. 
I think uh, you can go to a good restaurant and, and eat shitty food and have really good service and you'll come back. Uh, but if you have shitty service and good food, you, you'll probably not go back. It, then you'll start to feel it's expensive and, and, and annoying and so on. So brands are very fixated on personalization. What's more personal than a conversation? That's kind of like our nothing, in my opinion. I'm biased, of course, but, uh, but uh, having a conversation is quite personal. And you don't need all this creepy data to, to find you. You can just ask people what they want and then... Uh, they will respond to you that we want more information about X, Y, sets. Yeah, and listen, because that's the key, yeah. isn't it? People, if people feel understood, then they generally feel happy because yeah. they, feel, they feel understood. Yeah. Um, okay, great. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm mindful of time. I know you've got something much more exciting to be getting off to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm very jealous, um, very, yeah. very jealous. Although I am in my office, which means there's a beer fridge here somewhere. So oh, maybe I'll, nice. I'll, join, I'll join you discreetly by myself. <laughs> although... I think people have been dropping in every now and then, so the beer fridge is probably actually empty. Yeah, but, that's, a good, um, that's a good thing, actually. That's a good sign. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm so grateful, Stefan, for you taking the time out today, and it's been amazing to hear about the Kavai story and actually really uplifting um, the, the new tech and um, you know new, new, the new emergence of ad tech players is great to hear about, but also the story of the last 12 months is a, is a really great one, and I'm sure one people will be really interested to hear about. Yeah, cool. Thank you for, uh, for, for having me and us. Uh, yeah, now it's time. wine tasting with the, with, with the team. Yeah, hopefully next time it'll be wine tasting at some point in a country with people together, you know, at a nice table doing it, doing it the old-fashioned way. Sounds super weird, but I, I hope it happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Stefan. All the best. Have a nice day. Cheers. Bye. A big thank you to Ed and Stefan. Each month, Ed will be speaking to a leader in the digital sector diving into new technologies. Links to Stefan and Kavai will be in the show notes or available via our website. Please subscribe to the podcast to be kept in the know and we will be in your inbox in a couple of weeks' time for another episode of Life in Digital.